Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day six of the Rough Drafts Team by Team North American LCS podcast preview. Uh, it turns out we were just ahead of our time with the meme meta last split when we accidentally said that Liquid finishes forever fourth. And now they did, so now it's okay. And of course, when I say we, I am referring to my good friend and fellow contributor at Slingshot, Walter Cietis Fedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing I'm probably feeling better than a lot of those people that gave us crap for calling them Forever Fourth last split, considering they finished fourth again. But you know what? When things happen, things happen. So you just gotta move forward and uh eat some crow. So I gotta say, I ate my crow yesterday talking about CLG. Now it's time for you to eat your crow, Reddit. I mean, to be fair. We also have a little bit of crow to eat with Liquid as well, because we had this team looking on the outside of the playoffs when we predicted them in the summer split. Uh, they ended up surpassing that. They got fourth place, as we kind of hinted at earlier. A 3-0 win in the quarterfinals over NRG. A close 2-3 loss to CLG. You can make the argument that that series was even closer than their final series against TSM. And then an 0-3 loss to Immortals in the third place game. Uh, that kind of blew them out of the water. But in our defense, it was a very different team than the team that we were predicting in the preseason. We thought that Smoothie and I will dominate. We're going to be fixtures on the team. Uh, and Matt and uh, Dardock immediately came in and found themselves as the actual starters for this roster. And now they're going with the same five guys. They have opted to not make any changes to their roster. They're going to ride with uh, this team that I think improved week by week over the course of the split. Walter, when you look at this offseason, do you think that this was the right call by Team Liquid to not make any changes here? Of course. Running it back is absolutely the right choice when you're talking about three players that were, were rookies, essentially, last split in Lorlo, Dardock, and Matt. They were really, really strong as a team over the course of the entire season. And despite the, you know, the couple little flubs when you get towards the playoffs, especially against Immortals, I think that was an aberration. I think that with where the meta is right now, where it's really going to be utility, kind of control mage oriented, that fits right in Phoenix's wheelhouse. The carry jungle style is exactly what Dardock wants. And you can play Caitlyn in vain and like all these awesome 80 carries and that's where Piglet is going to shine. So not running it back would have been the wrong choice. I think that when you place fourth in North America with how strong the, the region is kind of at the top, you got to be pretty happy and, and going into this summer split, they just need to keep improving upon what they did last year. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I was very happy with the way that this team developed when I did my, 
you know, pretend coach of the year ballots because sadly they don't actually allow the rough drafts podcast to vote on these kind of things. But I had Lokodoko number one on my list for the regular season because I thought that the advancements that he was able to do with Dardock, Lorlo, and Matt were just incredible. They took three guys who were all somewhat questionable at the beginning of the regular season, who all had pros and cons to their game and helped develop them into genuine top five talents at their position by the end of the split. And I can't wait to see how this team continues to develop. Obviously, you know, Dardock and Matt made, you know, bigger names for themselves than Lorlo did last split, but all of them have the ability to continue to grow. And as you mentioned, Phoenix just seems perfectly built for this exact meta. And he made such a large step forward from what we had seen from him in previous splits that it's hard not to get excited about the potential at play here. But Walter, I have to ask you, when you look at you know, what fans and, and analysts are going to be watching most closely when you're looking at this liquid team, what is the storyline that you're most excited to see play out? Well, it's going to be the continued progression of of Dardock, I think, especially because he was really the catalyst that made this team so successful early on in the split. And then Piglet and Phoenix kind of, you know, once they got the ball rolling, they really took over took over from him. So when you look at it, Dardock is arguably the best North American talent that we've seen in a while. And it's great to see him and Matt and Stixay and these few North American challenger players kind of come out of nowhere and are successful on these really top tier North American organizations and and perform very well. So the storyline we're going to be watching is do they take that kind of sophomore bump? Do they run into that rookie wall if we're going to look for more sports metaphors? Or do they keep this train rolling and they just keep getting better and the cohesion and all the communication and continues to to go in this way that these three rookies start to really separate themselves from the two veteran Koreans on on this team and really show that this isn't a two-man show. This is a true five-man roster that they're all top tier at their position. It's scary to imagine that Dardock is only going to get better from here, especially when you look at his stats compared to the rest of the junglers in North America. Second highest KDA, highest kill participation amongst junglers. He had the fourth highest average damage champions per minute, third highest earned gold per minute. The guy was just insane. And he did all of this while still being just slightly below average in warding for his position. So honestly... The amount of utility and and power that he brought to that team, I think by the end of the split, he was already acting as that third carry. And for me, it's really going to be, how does Lorlo take the step forward? Because if there was going to be a player that was seen as a bit weaker on the team last split, I think it is Lorlo. He had a very hard time in lane. Uh, He averaged a minus 8.9 CS differential at 10 minutes, which is not ideal. But he also managed to avoid dying, so maybe that's enough. Maybe he can just focus on not falling behind so much early so that the team doesn't have to play catch-up and letting Dardock be Dardock. You know, if, if this does end up being a you know, 2v2 top-lane jungle synergistic meta as these mid-laners kind of carve out their own individual play style, and Phoenix has certainly shown that in the right meta he can take care of himself, then... That could be a huge way to jumpstart this team. 
And that leads me to my best case scenario for this team. You know, last split, I think we both said that if they got fourth, which was definitely within our range of possibilities for this team, they would be very happy. I think this split, they can aim higher than that. I think when you look at the big changes that Cloud9 made to their roster, you look at TSM uh, adding in Biofrost here. We'll have to see how that plays out. And, you know, Immortals faltering a little bit in the playoffs up until... Uh, they got that series against Liquid. I think that Liquid can surpass what they did last split. I think they are very capable of being a top three team and then putting themselves in a very good position to make a run for that third spot in the North American scene. I think it's going to be very hard to do much more than that just because CLG and Immortals are both running the same roster back and that TSM roster is still packed with talent. But if you can break into the top three, you have a very good chance if you're liquid to put yourself in a position where you only have to play one series in that regional finals for a chance to get to Worlds. And you'd much rather get that kind of seeding and push yourself forward in that regard. And for me, it's as simple as can Lorlo be a top five top laner in North America? Because if he is then the strength that Dardoch brings, the strength that Phoenix brings, the strength that Piglet, who is arguably the best AD carry in North America, brings is going to be more than enough to push them into that top three spot. And if they appear in the finals, I mean, this is a team that you know has the ability to be a dark horse, if you will, uh, and, and surprise just about anybody if things break their way. But there is the other side of the coin. With every optimistic view, there must be a pessimistic one. And so I turn to you, Walter. What is the worst case scenario for this Liquid team? The worst case scenario, unfortunately, is that one, maybe two or three of these rookies do hit some sort of wall. They do become stymied by the increased uh, film that's on them. And I think that really hones in on Dardock. The more film you have on a jungler, the more you can learn about their their pathing style, what camps they like to do, what order they like to gank in, who they like to shade towards, all these things. And the more film you have, the more information you can pull off of them. And when that happens, and when you can start getting a read on an enemy jungler who is as impactful as Dardoch, you get into their head a little bit. If you start counter ganking every single gank they have, then they start going, well, what am I doing wrong? It used to be so easy. What, what do I do now? If the meta shifts away from these carries from the Kindred, from the Lee Sin, from the Nidalee, etc. Does he have the same sort of impact on a Zac or a Sejuani? Or even a Gragas, we saw he had some, some sort of impact, but it was definitely diminished versus a Kindred, versus someone that he can hard carry on. So it definitely worries me if a meta shift happens, and it definitely worries me as Dardoch has more film on him, how teams adapt to him. That being said, this team is just super, super talented across the rest of the board. And if they're able to prevent this kind of rookie fall off, the future is very bright for them. Yeah. And I, I think that that point you made about just how these guys change when more film gets made available about them comes through when you just look at the difference between Matt's bard in the regular season and in the playoffs. In the regular season, his bard was one of the most valuable support plays that we had. He had a 7.2 KDA on that champion because he was just able to make all of these plays across the map. His ults were perfect. You know, his playmaking ability just set Piglet up for success time and time again. And then he brought it out four times in the playoffs and they got crushed. And it's not that his assists went down. He was making the same number of plays, but they were able to punish it in laning. They were able to punish it 
when he was caught out of position in, in team fights. And that's just looking at the film and looking at what Matt's habits are in those landing situations and punishing them. And teams can do that. We now have enough film on Matt that that's going to happen. We now have enough film on Lorlo that people are going to be able to look at it and say, man, his early laning phase is really bad. Let's spend a lot of time making it as bad as possible and see where that puts us. And now that we have these best of threes, there's a lot of room for teams to experiment and kind of pick these rookies apart. But if they can emerge from this, if they can figure it out and sort out how to be there as a, a full unit, as you said, there is a lot of reason to be optimistic about this team. Walter, at the end of the day, with all of this taken into account, where do you see this team ending up? This team is one of the top five teams in North America, and it's hard to pin them down in the exact order. I have them sitting in this like three, four, five spot because I don't think they're quite there on the same level as CLG where they can just completely run rampant through the entire scene. And we need to see them be successful in multiple best of five series with this lineup and see how Loco Doco interacts in a, in multiple series. So I think about halfway through the season, it'll really pin down where, where team liquid is going to be in terms of their play style, in terms of their pick band strategy, in terms of what Loco is able to accomplish as a coach with this team. Um, but yeah, three, four, five is, is probably the safe zone for them. I want to say that I really do, but I actually have them in my four five and six spot, mostly because I have a lot of faith in CLG immortals and TSM and the sheer amount of talent that they have. I think that at least two of those three teams are going to come through. And then when you look at something like Cloud9 or NRG, these are teams that could sneak up and surprise some people. They're teams with great infrastructure around them and, and enough talent to really throw some teams off. This is going to be the ultimate test of LocoDoco and the Team Liquid infrastructure around them. One of the things that I really respect about Liquid is that as soon as they recognized on day one that... I will dominate and smoothie weren't going to work out. They weren't afraid to pull the trigger on the change and they stuck with it and let these guys develop. But now I don't know if they have the same flexibility should that wall come up again. And it's really going to depend on, you know, do you think Dardock can improve from being the second best jungler in North America last split behind Rainover? I don't know. Is Phoenix going to be able to continue to be as good in the mid lane as he was last split? Probably. But he did play at a different level than we'd seen him before. So it's also possible that he falls off. And Matt, as I said, people are starting to figure him out. And if you fall off in any of those ways, suddenly things get scarier when you look at you know, this lower low and, and his problems with laning and everything else. So I have them a little bit lower. But certainly, uh, I would not be surprised if they... Once again, prove me wrong. I have continually underestimated them. And maybe you guys want to get mad at me for doing that. And you want to let me know on Twitter that I need to step up my game when it comes to having faith in this Liquid team. If you do, you can find me at RedshirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And you can find the podcast at SoundCloud.com slash EsportsRoughDrafts or on iTunes. If you search Rough Drafts on there, if you subscribe on either one of those places, you'll be sure to get all of our episodes moving forward. Plus, it helps us out, so we really appreciate when you guys do that. Of course, there are tons of podcasts we've already done previewing this North American split that you guys should check out. We started North America with Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, 
and then did CLG yesterday. And we've also been doing this for Europe. We talked about Shulk, H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love, and Team Vitality today. So you should check all those podcasts out. And you should come back tomorrow where we are going to see if a 10-man roster is the apex of what a competitive team in North America is capable of. So until tomorrow, goodbye, Internet.